This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. Welcome back to The Verse, the podcast that comes from a long line of non-traditional podcasts. On today's episode, we meet Ahsoka, and then we finally get back to a verse staple. But before we do, let's meet the team. I'm Norm. I'm Lucas. I'm Bridget. And I'm Emilia. And today we are not skipping the verse news. Where we bring you the latest in TV, film, yes, pop culture, and superhero news from across the cinematic universes and beyond. So let's see what the verse squad has come up with this week. It's back, baby! We're back. I'm back. Guess who's back? I got keys back street. from overseas. It's back. Uh, I was going to go back, back again. Back. All right. There's so many good Guess songs back. to be singing. So yeah. let's sing them all. No. I think we went or over just, this. This is just a continuation of the musical episode. No. Exactly. You missed so many good things. We had to stop recording, unfortunately, but we sang every song. It was amazing. And a one, and a two. And no, a two. stop and, it, stop it. No, no. <laughs> okay, so I have news, but um, I will give the floor over to if anybody else has something that's more pressing than my news that is very enthusiastic but not timely. Okay, go for it. All right. Well, I guess, well, wait, <gasps> I do have one timely piece of news. No, sure. I do. I really do have one timely piece of news. Do y'all see the Loki sizzle trailer I did. that got mm-hmm. dropped? Nope. I did not. I saw that. <laughs> yep. That's it all. is so it weird now, That's though, because nobody can promote anything. Yeah, it is so very it's, weird. It's, it's, it feels very, like, quiet all the time. So, no, I did not see it. What did you think? Um, it, it seems like it's going to be a much different season compared to season one. Good. Hopefully it has I'm some excited. substance to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It I'm seems not, like a excited. very different the vibe I'm getting is not even close to the vibe I got for season one. Seems like there's going to be some good characters. It seems like it's going to be kind of crazy. They're going to do a lot of time travel. Um, so I think that could be fun. I think I think Tom Hiddleston is great. Mm-hmm. And he and Owen yeah. Wilson separately are phenomenal He's together. Not great. About Tom Hiddleston, no. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that, you know, it's a little tighter. Plot lines connect and you know, they execute them better in this season than perhaps season one. That's all. So it looks good. It looks it, it was a sizzle. It did what yeah, it needed sizzle. to do, it's supposed to which just was grab your attention. Yeah. Yeah. It sizzled. It sizzled. <laughs> um, it sizzled. I don't know if it's timely news because it hasn't officially happened yet, but the SAG AFTRA just gave permission to voiceover artists to go on strike uh, in the video game industry. Whoa, whoa, wait, so there's more striking? So there might be more striking oh, coming Jesus. our way. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad I've been wow. really getting into Canopy, which is a wonderful service. If you don't have it, if you have a library card, you can get Canopy, and they have a really wonderful uh, library of, like, foreign films and older films. So I've been going back in time and watching a lot of cool stuff. And so that's one of the things we could do, and I, I used to do it all the time before modern streaming. So there well, you go. No, I'm going to tell you guys, I went back and watched. I pulled out. Okay, this That's is what's be back crazy, for you. Guys. I'm curious okay, to hear what on. this is. Ready? Ready? Yeah. I pulled out a DVD player. <laughs> okay. And my interest. My packet 
my book of DVDs. It's like a hefty book that has sleeves Dude, that I'm I keep all it. my DVDs uh, in. Oh, yeah, we all had one of them. Yeah. Right? I still yeah. have... Actually, guys, I have a VHS I, and DVD player because sometimes I pull out the I still VHSs. got both. Okay. I, I, I keep all my DVDs still in the box. I'm a box art guy. I like keeping okay, them. Okay, you're a box so. art guy. Fair. I keep them in a, like a pack because I used to travel all the time and we had DVD players in my car. Sure. So I like always just cohesive, not cohesive, but coherent. Just keep them compact. Right. Coherent. That was in a coherent sentence that I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I watched Dodgeball, which is oh, like my good all-time one. favorite comedy movie. And I. It's up there for but, me. But like. That that movie, what I love, what I remember is I always watch all the preview credits before, which you don't get that in streaming. And sometimes no. there's like very specific trailers that play. Yeah, when you're younger, like you're like, skip, skip, it. this is so annoying. And now it's like nostalgia blast. It's awesome. It is nostalgia. Yeah. And it's fun to see like what was coming out the same year and everything. Um, so that was very nice. And honestly, I don't know about y'all, but I need a freaking break like mm-hmm. from streaming. Yeah. Like, well, new stuff coming out i need a a break i can't handle it you ship me your dvds i will rip them all and put them on a drive for you so i have 14 no then it's like streaming she wants to get away from streaming it's streaming but you own it i don't want to get away from streaming but the the constant influx of new content that i need to watch that's what i need a break just a digital backup i want to be able to go back i just guys i haven't watched the golden girls in so long Okay, I've only been able to oh, catch an episode here and there. Stream it on Hulu, so. But it's not the same. See, I have all the my Golden Girls on, on DVD. Oh, DVD. And DVD, I have them all on DVD. Oh, or, but words. sometimes it's nice just to catch a rerun on television, just because you have the time to sit and watch television. All right, Grandma. Well, let me tell you about my news. Um, <laughs> we're all fans of Rogue One, right? I that am. was like one of the best. Start- that, we did a blind spot. Go check out that episode. Um, that is one of my favorite of all time, Star Wars. Uh, the director, Gareth Edwards, also, Bridget and I spoke about this. He directed um, Godzilla that came out in the mid-2000s, whatever. So good. Uh, his first film, Monsters, I highly recommend. It's a super low-budget sci-fi movie that put him on the map. Uh, he has a new movie coming out in the end of the month, in September, end of September, called The Creator. And I didn't Ooh, know anything about, about this. this. Yeah, I saw a trailer when the I went AI to see Oppenheimer. Thing. Yeah, and I was, like, not sure how I felt about it because I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it feels like a little bit like like that AI, which was the Spielberg one. Um, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. But then I did some research into how Gareth Edwards approached filming it, which is mirroring how he made Monsters. So Monsters, he literally went and filmed in all these, like, South American countries uh, with, like, just a skeleton crew and then did all the effects on his laptop. I swear to God, go watch it. The computer graphics hold up to this day. It is such a phenomenal film. It's like an indie sci-fi film. So he did this the same way with the creator. So once I heard that, I was like, I'm going to go see it in the theater. So it's coming out. I highly recommend it. Dune got pushed to the to next year. Yep. So for me, this is the one thing this fall that in sci-fi that I'm looking forward to in the theaters. So that's my news. Nice. Noted. Um, nice. I, I may just try to catch that because that, that was a very good sell. I'm gonna hope to uh, see it to cover it on the show, but you know maybe it's just me rambling for five minutes to tell you to go see it, and that's okay. <laughs> um, my news was actually scooped by Bridget, but I had a backup news. Um, uh, but it is part of my my Doctor Who beat, which I've, I'm claiming. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> gladly. 
So, as you may know, Comic-Con New York is in October, and it is going to have a lot of great people, including some uh, some doctor people. So David Tennant's going to be there, and Jodie Whittaker was going to be there, but unfortunately, she is now not going, according to a social media post from New York Comic-Con, which we assume is legit. But, yeah, sorry to end us on a sad note, but... <laughs> She has filming conflicts. But on a positive note about New York Comic Con, several of the verse will be there. Hey, and maybe you'll recognize us, maybe you won't, because we'll be maybe dressed up. I actually don't know what everyone's plans are, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to make it. I was hoping, fingers crossed, but I might have some space mining commitments. I don't know. All right, well, as of right now, we do know that myself... um, the film snork and Emilia will be going. Now, this is going to be Emilia's first Comic-Con, so I'm excited to see this. <laughs> I hope you do some like recording while you're there. I want to hear some interactions. Oh man, I just um, since we were talking about like old tech, oldish tech, uh took me back to like when I used to I used to have a little handheld camera that I would carry around in like middle school and high school cuz I thought I was like going to be a YouTuber or something. <laughs> why not? And I would bring Keep it around to, like, alive. friend stuff, uh, friend hangouts and stage crew and stuff. And uh, one year I actually put together, like, a little a little reel of, like, stage crew memories still on Facebook somewhere. So these days <laughs> we have cameras in our phones. So yeah. you could potentially do that. It's not the same. I, I was going to say, I almost, I'd actually rather you bring a little, like, old school VHS recorder. And that would be pretty amazing if you did that, but. Look, look, it wasn't VHS. It was, yeah, it was on an SD card. <laughs> no, do VHS. I'm going to ship you one. I don't... Okay. <laughs> Beta cam. I think that looks like a, a freaking like, uh, rocket launcher. Yeah, sure. Why not? That'll lend an air of something. Authenticity? <laughs> well, I'm excited for you both. I wish I was going. And maybe I will. Yeah, we don't you know. Have to, if it's your first one, Amalia, you got to dress up. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got some ideas. It's coming up. Oh my gosh, it really is, it is coming up. Yeah, it's my not goodness. that long. It's That's why I'm like, over I don't a month. Know if I can do it. It's just like around the corner at this point. Yeah. So, is there any more news? Well, if that's the case, then that was the return of the verse news. <laughs> so let's move on to. Ahsoka, episodes one through three, I think. Yes. 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 Starting with part one, um, Master and Apprentice. I really appreciate that uh, the script that we have for tonight just says BB and Company. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Company. I mean, we have to admit, like and BB, company. you and I, I feel like we're the most excited for this, and I'm thinking you kind of were a little more excited than me. Um, if I remember our conversation. Can I tell you, I, it was like one of those things that when we found out it was coming out, I was like really excited, kind of went in the back of my mind. And then like it came out and I like didn't have time to watch it like the first week. So I was just like, okay, whatever, sat down to watch it. And then it was like all of a sudden a flood of emotions just like hit me within like the first 10 minutes. And I was like, this is amazing. What was really <laughs> weird was like me being like, trying to wrap my brain around I'm like wait a second these aren't real these are real people like w- they're not the yeah. animated version well, and it was, it was like I had to struggle with that 
And you're right, because it made me super happy <laughs> to see that. And, yes! And so much of that first ten minutes was the very end of Rebels. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Yes. Um so that's so that's the thing. So if you have never seen Star Wars Rebels, it's uh, an animated <laughs> TV show uh, that is awesome. It has like all new characters it, that that we never have seen elsewhere in the Star Wars universe. Um, well, no, no, no. Before when they first came out, we didn't know those characters. Mm, well, Ahsoka sh- was in Clone Wars. Yeah, no, no, Ahsoka no, no. was in Clone Rebels. Wars, but, about Rebels. but when Rebels first started, Ahsoka was. Oh, you're right. In she Rebels. was. You're right. Yes. She did not show up until later seasons. Season two, she I think. Yeah. She finally shows up. And it's it's a very underrated series, okay? And basically what has happened is Ahsoka has just taken all those animated characters from Rebels and now have put them in live action form, okay? And it's By the same awesome. creator, right? Dave Filoni? Yep, Filoni's. Yeah, yep. all, everything is Filoni. He wrote and directed this. For, so the writing credit for the first episode is Dave Filoni and George Lucas. Mm-hmm. And, and the you director can tell. Is, George Lucas, or sorry, da- director is Dave Filoni. Wouldn't it be cool if George Lucas came and directed one? That would actually be really cool if he did that. Anyway, <sighs> just like an episode. But anyways, <laughs> and you can tell it's Filoni. You can tell. He has a very, yeah. like, his storytelling, his vision is mm-hmm. wonderful. So, anywho's, up until this point, we've only had these characters, like, sprinkled into other live-action works. So Ahsoka, we got her in The Mandalorian, so now we finally, this is her show. And then, um, which was a great episode of Mandalorian, phenomenal episode. Um, And then Zeb, which is another Rebels character who is not—he's not shown up yet here in Ahsoka. Very frustrating. Yes, but he did show up in the last season of The Mandalorian. So finally, now we're getting Ezra Bridger. We're getting um, Sabine. Sabine Wren. We're getting. Chopper! Not, I was just, Chopper! Oh yeah, I was the just, best Chopper. of the rebels. The best, yeah, the we're best getting Harris and Dula, and we're getting her son, mm-hmm. um, and it's awesome. So this is taking place like a few years after the show Rebels ended, which takes uh, place which, not too long after uh, the Battle of Endor. By the way, which this would be timeline, uh, Return of the Jedi. I have to constantly be trying yes. to orientate myself of where this timeline happens. It just so in terms of the films, this is between. The original trilogy and the sequels. This is this is, is the so space. it's between Return of the Jedi and uh, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. This is that's the timeline. But we haven't uh, figured out where exactly it falls within the Mandalorian timeline yet. Yeah, I'm a little no, confused about and that's it. what I was trying to figure out in these first couple episodes. But there really wasn't a good indicator of any. Like they didn't re- re- no. reference anything or. I kind of feel like the Mandalorian. It, it, to me, it after, seems like at the same time. Tell. Oh, maybe it is like well, concurrent. Yeah. The only thing that you have to go off of is um, uh, what the the woman who turns out to be a, a Dothmirian witch, one of the yes. Night Sisters. I love she, that they brought because that in, she was in she was in okay. the Mandalorian season two. Season two. But we don't Which, know. Which, by if the this way, she right had the best that, one of the best fight sequences we've ever gotten in the Star Wars universe. You can debate, but they did a samurai style mm-hmm. duel, oh, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, it was awesome. By Anyways, the way, Emilia, um, were yeah. you super psyched that David Tennant was the voice of Huang? Huang? Yes. Um, I didn't realize it was him at first. I didn't until this very moment. <laughs> I just saw him in the IMDb credits. Well, it was funny. I saw his name come up in the credits, and I'm like, wait a minute. I saw that, too, and I was like, He wasn't oh. in there. 
where was he? And then I was like, wait a second. Because I thought that the droid, I was like, that droid's got a distinctive voice. And then and an like, when I knew that, uh, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it now. I'm hearing it. But I, mm. I kind of wish they'd had him. I know he's reprising a role from the animated series, but mm-hmm. I wish that they'd have him speak in his natural, you know, his brogue, his Scottish brogue. <clears throat> well, but, I, I didn't realize it until, uh, or I didn't hear it until the third episode. I was like, okay, that sounds like Tenet to me. But oh, before wait, that, you I was guys like, eh. just said that. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't know until I just read it. I only no because I only saw his name pop up. Said David Tennant, and I'm like, who the hell is David Tennant playing? I had no idea. So now I gotta go back and listen. Because I don't think also I can might pick be up my on his accent. Favorite character? <laughs> no, I, it is a good character. Yeah. Look, uh, so far, just, just saying it. Holdover from Rebels. My favorite character in this so far is still Chopper. Yep. That psychotic yeah. droid is hilarious. <laughs> I can't to get watch. enough of him. In fact, I feel like they're holding back because they know how much we love him. <laughs> totally. I just I like um, Huyang's attitude. Uh, I like his so interesting. Blistering is definitely honesty. Fun. He's definitely fun, and you didn't get enough really of him honest. in uh, in Clone Wars. You only got him here in like what like one episode, really, right? I think oh, I can't remember. Like, I, I remember it was just him one being episode where yeah. where he was taking the younglings with Ahsoka to go do their. Um, Jedi, Padawan, um, build their own lightsaber thing. Bridget will let us know. Uh, can we say, though, so in the first episode, we get the introduction of our villains. And we should probably say what happens, which is, I'm going to read the IMDb here. A valuable prisoner escapes New Republic custody. A search for answers reunites two old friends. That tells us absolutely nothing that happens, but that is the plot. Um but we get the introduction of some scary Jedi's who are not are I would say Sith, but they're not Sith. Are no, they? they're not Sith. They're um, not Sith. They're kind of like. Um, hate to break it to you, what? but we're not Jedi. Yeah, that's thank you. That's <laughs> quoted from. The pretty, show. They're pretty edgy. Well, yeah. So so we know we know the Ray Stevenson character who at the end of the first episode they give Balin a um, skull a, in memory of. Name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Balin. Uh, we know he was a Jedi during the Purge, and then he he was recruited, I guess, to be, um, work I guess, for the baddies. work for the bad guys. I guess the Inquisitors, but he wasn't an Inquisitor. Yeah, this is where Although it gets a little iffy. he's kind of dressed like it. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, when you watch the original trilogy, you're like, wow, there's no Jedi left. And you're like, nah, they're all over the place, they're, man. They're scattered, but they're Which there. would make so much sense, though. In reality, if you had, like, thousands of Jedi, like, you know... Yeah, it, some would fall through the cracks. And anyway, I do like this storytelling. And Ray Stevenson, my God, like in memoriam, he plays a really good villain. Although at yeah. the same time, he's not totally a villain because you're not sure what his loyalties are. You know he's bad. Um, Wait, did he die like during production? He just died like a yeah, few like right ago. A, I think right oh. after production. Right after. Yeah. And yeah, by the way, I just want to point out if you've never seen the series Rome on HBO, uh, is one of my favorite series of all time, and he's the lead in it like one of the leads and he's so goddamn good like go back and watch that and you'll just fall in love with this guy as an actor because he's just oh. such a jerk a lovable jerk doofus a lovable jerk yeah. doofus and um so i'm glad he like got this role right at the end of his life which is a really badass role yeah he also was in the mcu he played volstag in the thor right. series and he was also in a Punisher movie, Punisher Warzone. I do not recommend seeing it, though. <sighs> yeah, it I remember watching when it good. came out, and it was not, not his fault, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. We um, also get his uh, his little. It's not if he's not Sith, then what is his assistant called? Uh, it's not his. Uh, 
his number just two. Like we'll just call apprentice. it number two. No, number two. <laughs> apprentice. Number two? Yeah, it's not a Padawan. It's an apprentice. Yeah. So Shin Hati, played by Ivana Sakno, who also is pretty cool. I mean, I'm really liking those characters. I'm hoping they do, you know, we see more happen with them. But um, So one important thing I want to make sure, and they do clarify, and she does clarify this. So um, Ahsoka is, is, it, is not a Jedi. Correct. She was no. almost a full Jedi. She was. She, she got kicked Anakin out. Anakin Skywalker's. She was well. No. No. She walked away. She walked away. She dropped. She like dropped out of Juilliard. You know, kind of musician. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she was Anakin's Padawan, which we all know is uh, now Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. No one what? knew that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Who would have thunk it? Um, and so she was Anakin's Padawan, and she walked away from the Jedi. Like right at the end of the Clone Wars, there were such jerks to her. Remember? Yeah, they were. It was like it was just messy. So she walked away, but she was like almost like a full Jedi. Like she really did not have. She's got the skills to to go for sure. Yes. So she walked away. So she has like every. She's got her two lightsabers. She's got basically uh, all the power of a Jedi. Just technically isn't officially one. So that's where we leave her. And then in Rebels. Ezra Bridger, who is, like, one of the characters that they're, like, trying to find, he was also, like, starting to, like, go through Jedi training, but, like, nothing is formal. Like, no one is formally a Jedi, but they have, like, tendencies with the Force and these, like, scattered Jedi that we mean, that we meet, sorry, um, are, like, starting to train, like, a new generation of it would be Jedi like if the government fell, you couldn't get your driver's yes. license anymore, right? You're like, I can't yes. get, I can't oh. get a driver's license at the DMV, but you could still learn to drive. All th- right, because Although, there's lots of force-sensitive people and creatures, but they just there's no strict structure. There's no like system to get you certified yeah. to be a Jedi. Although, although Yoda in a vision to Kanan Jarrus said that Ezra was ready to become a full Jedi. Right in the series. Yes, yes. But Yoda then, spoke. what happened to Ezra? He wrote uh, a space whale into he, he the wrote, he, world. <laughs> yeah, he ahabbed a space whale. <laughs> yeah. Onto uh, Thrawn, who, by the With, way, is a fantastic villain and who is the the big bad ghost who's lurking in the background in this. Emily, series. is this just making you want to watch uh, the Rebels show or what? No, sorry, but uh, <laughs> no, sorry. the. Uh, it, would I hear it right that they are also called star whales? Uh, they had a different name. I can't. And now I can't think of what they the name was. Okay. Well, basically, star what whales are is... a thing in Doctor Who, and I and when I saw them, I was like, "Hey, star whales!" And then later, somebody said, star "Pure whale. gill." P- oh, that's not. It's not as. Far. I mean, they're. They're star whales, though. Let's see. They're star whales, yeah. Let's no, not they're... split hairs here. They're but, like you know, enormous they look whales. Space very whales. similar to the star whales that you meet in Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm, can, can we give uh, some of our um, criticisms of this season? Or, or at least I'll give the fir- my criticisms of the first episode. That okay. map was way too easy to crack. Yeah, okay, there's that. <laughs> um, but also, the, the whole plot, I didn't understand, didn't make any sense to me. Like, why do they... Everything about this weird uh, map thing, like, who made this map? What's going on? Like, all of it, it feels very like mystery boxy, and I'm like, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Uh, and beyond that, uh, it's weird. Where like they were on this planet, and it felt like there was nobody on the planet. 
<laughs> and by the way, we got Clancy Brown, which is a yep. huge plus. I love that actor. He was a voice actor in Clone yes, Wars. Or sorry, in Rebels. No, Rebels. In both, actually, right? Or is it just Rebels? I think just Rebels. He might have been just, in Clone Wars, Rebels. but not, he wasn't the same character. I love Clancy Brown. He's just such a great actor. So the, to give him a, a little you know, shout out, to have him actually appear in the episode was great. Um, and we got the fun like uh, uh, of like chase on the highway that was completely empty of people, like devoid of people. It just felt very like... It just and most of the scenes were like two people in a room talking, which is okay. Like I'm not I'm okay with that. It just so much of it felt. I was like maybe this is why Filoni did better with like animation because you just weren't paying attention to a lot of these details that really like are very distracting in some well, ways. Well, um, if live you action. remember in also on it might sound silly, but weren't they filming during COVID? Like post right after. Were they? Because that would explain a lot. It's post COVID, but I think uh, post COVID. But... In Lothal, the yeah. the highway that um, she was on is just a shipping lane. Because everything's oh, um, oh, okay. city-based. That makes more sense. But yeah, it just so, felt like the whole place felt very... And they were, like, on towers, like, hey, you over there, like, yelling at each other. Like, there was nobody, like, <laughs> hanging out. It just felt very weird. It was just weird to me that it just felt very, like, devoid of people. And I'll say, I love that Disney released three episodes, or two episodes back-to-back. Back, but episodes, the yeah. length of them were, like, four episodes. But at the same time, I was like, it felt like a, not a lot of story happened in those episodes. Like... It just felt very slowly paced, which is okay, but I do think this story would probably lend itself better to being like the 20-minute rush, 25 minutes, get to the point, get out, you know, which is the animation, that the animated series would do. So those are my complaints. Well, I also um, wonder, like, so as a somebody who hasn't seen Rebels or Clone Wars, I kind of feel like it was somewhat to my benefit that oh, it was paced kind of slowly there was like to me it felt like a very healthy amount of exposition and only like some of it seemed very forced um and i didn't really notice like the emptiness of the town because i was like i was like i have no reason to believe that there that there should be people i'm like maybe this is just an empty planet <laughs> like i wouldn't know any better so to me it all seemed fine <laughs> i am actually more curious about your impressions emily than us though because that's the thing is like they were to me. It felt like they were retelling a lot of information we already knew, but I understood why. And it didn't yeah, felt like it, it was really definitely needed. Mm-hmm. I I did yeah. feel that I agree with Emily on this because I mean, like now it's been probably like two close to two years since I watched Rebels like entirely all the way through. Uh, and although I remember just about most of it, you know, there's certain things that like I don't remember everything. So it was like a good refresher. But I did make a mental note to them myself. I think it was, like, after episode two. I thought, you know, if you've never seen Rebels, and you're a fan, but you're a fan of, like, the Mandalorian Star Wars, like, you could just jump right into this. Like, I felt oh, that totally they could, weren't, yeah. like, leaving yeah. viewers in oh. the dark, you know, per se. Like, you didn't need to see, you know, six seasons worth of the animated show to understand right. what was happening in this one. And, and also, Rebels came out quite some time ago. 2014. So, I mean, and it oh, ended in yeah. tw- and it ended in 2018, so it's been five years. That's yeah. insane. It's a long COVID time. just yeah. messed all of our brains up. Yeah. But um, one of the things though that I liked about it was we we haven't seen these characters, and you're right, Bridget. Like Rebels just had happened sto- narratively wise, but then still stuff has happened to these characters since. So like we, it was good to be reintroduced to them to see where they are now, and I like that. Like for example, like Hera, who is so cool, like is such a cool character from the Clone Wars show. Um, who who's now a general? Like, that's awesome, right? She wasn't a general in Rebels, no. was she? Well, there was no that. formal ranking with her. Oh, there you uh, go. Okay. With her resistance cell. But anyway, so seeing that she's like a general now was pretty awesome. 
and uh, you know, checking in with her, seeing she has a kid who's the kid she had with um, Kanan. We will not say what happened to him in case Emily wants to go back and watch it. One of the best, most emotional things I've ever experienced watching Star Wars was the Kanan story. Wait, also, also, it needs to be noted that uh, the voices of those two characters, that couple in Rebels, is uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller. So. Real life couple yes. voiced animated couple. It was pretty. Sweet. There was a there's a part of me you that know, wishes Sarah Michelle Geller was playing Hera. Daphne, but you know what? Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead's Fred great. All the way. But instead, it's uh, Ewan McGregor's wife. Ewan McGregor's wife, which is everything very. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a bigger Star Wars tie in there. Uh, but yeah, it was great catching up with all these characters and seeing where they're at. Uh, Sabine, who so Sabine is a Mandalorian. Which is cool because she doesn't wear the helmet. You know, you get so caught into the Mandalorian thing, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like I remember watching Sabine all the time, and she never had her helmet on. She just she's just awesome. listening to hip hop and spray she show her. is a really cool character. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. Uh, my first note was like, Sabine seems very cool, and I hope we get more characterization. And I really got my wish um, to the <laughs> yeah. point where I was starting to wonder, like, is this the Ahsoka show or is this the Sabine Wren show? I think it's well, Sabine Wren. She so was Sabine was a huge fan favorite in Rebels series and for good reason um i think mandalorians in general just hit that right that stride right at the right point which is why the mandalorian works so yeah. well um it worked really or yeah it happened because that character was loved and a lot of the clone war stuff that was happening at the end there was a heavy mandalorian people were mm-hmm. noticing people were really into this so let's keep this going but yeah, you're you're not wrong. It does seem like it's the Sabine Wren show. Um, still, I I love that character. One of my favorites. Not my favorite. My favorite is still Chopper. But um, Sabine so was up there. What do we think though about her training to be a Jedi? Because I did not expect that or even want that for her character. And I don't really have an opinion yet. You know what I mean? I'm like waiting to see where they go with it. But I'm like, did she need to do that? I, does this need to happen? I, I'm. Cool, she I'm, was like a hybrid. I'm gonna call this. I don't think it was so much her training to be a Jedi. I think it was um, Ahsoka's way of trying to bridge the guilt she felt about Ezra. Because her and Ezra were so close. And Sabine was obviously hurt. Ahsoka was obviously hurt about what happened to Ezra. So um, I think that was her way of trying to build the connection there. Because you see um, Kanan trying to train Sabine just to use the Darksaber in um, Mm -hmm. Rebels. And it doesn't go that well. So I think it's more or less a connection thing than it is actually trying to train them, train her to be a Jedi. Well, regardless, I'm a fan of it because we got that training montage and I was a very big fan of that. It's cool. It it wasn't a montage, montage, actually. It was just a scene. Yeah, but with her with the... the, the (laughs) But it felt like a montage because it was Which is totally out of the original (laughs) series. But it's also the idea of Kanan lost his vision. Spoiler. And so there's all these cool callbacks to, like, trainings of the past. Um, But it still was a very strong scene, yeah. Well, the the scene where she cut her hair was, like, a one-for-one for for the scene when Kanan... Kanan did, yeah. First, he cuts his hair and then he dons the mask for the very first time. Yeah. What's funny, though, is... A dramatic really, haircut scene that signals a shift in your character development. It does, but I'm like, where do they? They should literally cut to them going to the the hairstylist afterwards and being like, "Can you make this look way better? Because this looks like shit." Because like, that's what would happen. You can't just cut your hair with a knife and have it look as awesome as her hair looks. Like that's false no, advertising. That's, very that's the that's the suspension of disbelief that they're asking for. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, it just I just woke up like this. <laughs> just like everybody's wearing makeup when 
I don't know. They probably wouldn't. It makes <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense knowing that she's going to put a bucket on her head anyways. So. Do you know what I love, though? Is they incorporated the animated art into it yes. as if Sabine had, like, drawn that. Because she's an artist. Um, and like, that was just such a cool way of being, like, making us fans style. of the animated series. It was just, there's all these little details that I really enjoy for th- about this show. So another complaint I've heard from fans, and I want to hear y'all's take on it, is Ahsoka is a... She's just so serious. They're like, I miss when, you know, in the Clone Wars, she had such a funny rapport. Like, remember how uh, Obi-Wan and, and uh, Anakin and her, they'd all be, like, goofing off and, like, and uh, yeah, this is so yeah, so by the end of the series, like, because, so but by the end of the series, she had a total flipping character. I don't mm-hmm. want to say flipping character, but she progressed to a point that she was not a kid anymore. Yeah. She was an adult. Who's and lost a she, ton lost a ton and it was like all of a sudden like the weight of the world just kind of like hit her all at once and she became like a very serious character um when she had like so much crap thrown at her like horrible stuff she you know? she so feels like i she, think i think it makes sense she feels like she failed anakin she really does i mean she she says that uh in rebels I failed Anakin. He was my master. I walked away. You can't change your boyfriend. You know, he's just going to be how he is. (laughs) She failed Ezra. She feels that hard. I I, I still believe that 100%, and that's the reason why her and Sabine. But she's serious because she has to be now. The one thing that she was hoping for was that at least Ezra sacrificed himself to make sure Thrawn was no longer a threat. She's hearing rumors of Thrawn uh, Thrawn coming back, and it's like, no, I just can't. I have to take everything seriously now. I'm here for that character. I feel like they're setting her up to to return to that maybe by the end of the series. You mean a little more silly and goofy and like let that guard down with her her friends? Mm -hmm. Look, I I agree. That was my take. I was like, I think we're gonna get we're there's gonna be one scene. It might not even be by the end, but there's gonna be one scene where we get a little crack of the the veneer where we get to see that Ahsoka, that the childlike fun Ahsoka that we love so much. But I'm all on your team on this. This was I was so annoyed that people had these criticisms i'm like a she's a goddamn adult now (laughs) like i wish i was as fun and silly as when i was a kid but also you know you get older the weight of the world's on your shoulders man and everything you said it's the idea of like she's being the the the, she's playing the role she has to play i would love to see snips return i really would but i don't know not to mention sabine is a very um sassy character chopper is a very 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 sassy character you know, uh, Huang is definitely sassy. sassy. Like you have all, you need yeah. someone to play the straight That's man, sassy. and it's Ahsoka. I mean, even Hera's yeah. got a lot of attitude. You're right. I mean, listen, I'm fine with it. I love and listen. We need a je- like a quote unquote Jedi. Like somebody's got to act like a badass and like be all serious. Anyway. Right, but also too, I think some people who like again, I think Rebels. Like a lot of people have skipped over it. I really don't think a lot of people watch that show, and I think. Her, if you saw how she acted around the Rebel crew when the Ahsoka character appeared in that series, because she didn't, she wasn't in a ton of episodes. She would just come here and there. She was very serious, and she mm-hmm. was like a very, um, I don't know how to say, like a heavy presence when she would like make an appearance on that show. You know, she was like the quote Jedi Master. You know, it was like if Obi-Wan mm-hmm. came down, it's like there's kind of like a reverence and respect towards her. Um, and I like that's what I remember about her character in Rebels, about how serious she was, about what a change in, 
you know, tone that she had compared to the Clone Wars. But again, we did get that at the end of the series. Um, so I'm hoping that, like Norm said, we do get snippets of snips um, yeah. by <laughs> the end. I think we will, though. I think that's season. what's going to happen is there'll be one scene where you see them all actually like bonding and goofing around. Um, so we need when Zeb. I, when Still my, haven't had Zeb we yet. We haven't had Zeb, which I'm really frustrated about. Uh, but for me, the, the, when I was like, okay, I really like this show, was on Toil and Trouble, episode two, when they are like in doing a cool investigation. I love those, like, where they have to do investigations into what's going on. That's like procedural. I love that stuff. But then everybody's like, hell, the Empire. And they're like all shooting everything. And then, and then literally, it's the moment where Ahsoka's like, oh man, they're getting away. And just blasts out the window and just dives out of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is such a, like an Obi Wan or like that was like what I loved that, about Clone Wars. And that's all those. an Anakin move to the max. It's such a badass 100%. Anakin move, and she just literally she throws like crossed herself her lightsaber. And she was like, yeah. it's it's she the same the thing. Lightsabers I, by far. Yeah. I've ever it's seen. So it's the same thing as when Anakin parks the speeder in uh, in Attack of the Clones, and he rolls off the side and drops down to to chase mm-hmm. after the assassin. Same energy. It's Same such energy. an Anakin move, yeah. And I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I like this show. Because uh, I was okay. like, kind of on the fence. I was enjoying it, but I was like, I don't know. It's not really like hitting. The, it's not giving me that feeling. And that feeling was right there. And then the, they had that great choreographed fight scene afterwards. Yeah. The only scene that I haven't liked so far in this entire three episodes that we, we've seen so far, the long live the Empire and then shoot. It's like, no, you shoot, you kill, and <laughs> yeah, then shoot. you say it. I Come on, know. man. Well, these guys are a bunch of goofballs. Come on. I was also very distracted by the fact that it was Taub from House MD playing Min Weaver. <laughs> yes, it was. Of course. Of course. I will say that Looks I did exactly love the same as he did. Same oh, I'm looking at him right now. Peter Jacobson. Peter Jacobson. Thank you. He definitely seemed like a pencil pusher to me. Is he that in the House MD? Yes, He's pretty got much, a similar kinda. demeanor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a pencil pusher, but like a similar kind of like sardonic, like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, everything everything kind of bothers me, but at the same time, I'm also kind of smart, and yeah, that that whole thing. Typecast, I get it. Yeah. He does a good job. Um, he just feels smarmy. I just want to smack him in, on the back of the head. The the one thing I, I I'm worried about here. The one thing I am worried about. You have we'll call them Sith for now. They're not Sith, but we're gonna call them Sith because they have the red lightsabers. You have two Sith. Orange. Orange. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I that was a question I had too because I was like. They don't look quite red, but they're close. See, we're not are because they're not Sith. Exactly, they're like yeah, Sith-ish. they're close. They're adjacent. Wish we're Sith-ish. <laughs> I just, I just thought they were red. It, it's close. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong um, for thinking that. I literally know it because of Reddit. So there you go. So you, you have, you have these two. Again, I'm just gonna call them Sith for now. Sith. Mm-hmm. And you have the ghost of Thrawn over top of this. And then you add a Dothmirian witch in Morgan, who mm-hmm. in the Mandalorian series, you had no clue that she was Dothmirian. Mm-hmm. You had absolutely no clue. So the Night Sisters of Dothmir, which is what she's a part of, is supposed to really hate the Empire because of uh, Palpatine basically double crossing them. Mm-hmm. But. It seems like she's working with all of this to try and bring the Empire back, which doesn't make sense to me yet. Maybe there's a more deeper connection with Thrawn, and that's what's going on there. But I love the Night Sisters. I hope to see some me more too. of her magic. I really want to see some of that magic, and I want to see some of that darker Star Wars stuff that like brought back uh, Darth Maul. Is magic a thing? Yes. In Star Wars. Oh yes. 
Oh yeah. Like in addition to the force, or is it? Yeah, well, it's that's, this one is, in the you, same. I think you'd really enjoy the the animated stuff. I mean, because Clone Wars, is it Clone Wars or only Rebels? Now no, Clone Wars. But I feel yeah. Oh, because the whole Night Sisters thing, of mm-hmm. course. So like the whole the Night Sisters storyline is really interesting, and that's the yeah. idea of like the force, which we have this idea of what it is. I love how in the in the greater universe that they've built out, you you realize like because it, it is in all creatures, like all creatures respond to it differently. And like, you know, you'll meet creatures on a planet that are super force powerful and sensitive, but they're just like living their lives, man, Mm -hmm. doing their thing. Right. Like like the whales and like these things that were the forces of part of of how they interact with the universe. But it's just like a creature that does its thing. Right. And it's really fascinating how they built that world out. And the Night Sisters are a part of that because they're like Mm -hmm. these kind of conspiring witches that have their own wants and desires. Right. They're not like for an empire. So they, you know, and and there's a fun kind of power play. And it really becomes just like, you know, space wizards, man. It's awesome. Like it really leans into the fantasy element of Star Wars, which I really love. And. Uh, for anybody who who wants to look more into the Night Sisters, definitely the Clone Wars hits upon it, and uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order, uh, the video game, ah, okay, goes into it very deep as well. Um, so something that I definitely want to hear your guys' opinion on, especially like Lucas and Norm, how did you guys think that the animation translated into live action? Because we have some very like, and how so? Specific per- characters, perfectly like, fine. Like, do you think Ahsoka I, looks good? Did you think Hera looked oh yeah. good? I think all I'm of them blown look good. away with how good they've done translating yeah. animated characters. Um, I think this might be some of the best. Yeah, I mean, like, I was a little. I they looked really Hera kind of was like a little bit off-putting to me at first, just because it was. I, I like I know Mary Elizabeth Winston what she looks like, yeah. so it just took me a beat after the first episode. It was fine, but I was like, hey, she's in makeup for Hera. You know what I mean? Like so. It's just because I've seen her as other characters before. The only thing that bothers me, I don't know what it is. It's the eyes of Hera. Something seems off, but that's it. The rest the of it, con- everything's fine. I think fine. it's the contact. Yeah, the contact. There's something bright. weird yeah, with it. The, other than that, everyone looks solid. And again, no, but Ahsoka, I mean, Rosario Dawson, who I, I've always been a huge fan of. I mean, she just crushes it as that role. Mm-hmm. I love her in that. I mean, in The Mandalorian, she was great. I just, and then she's just. And the design of it looks really good. Like, it's one of the better alien characters. My only worry is in the show, Chopper is very, very animated in all his movements. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that going to translate well for live action? With so far, little, I think it little, does. Um, yeah, the little weird all those helmet little, arms. Uh, hands, yeah. His little helmet hands. Um, yeah, it's been working for me. Uh, granted, we still have... Uh, so, like, Zeb, I know... Like, there's a reason why Zeb, they showed him just for 30 seconds and we haven't seen him. He's part of the Rangers of the Republic. And, yeah, and but he's also going to have to be animated in every shot. Like, he can't just have makeup on and, like, yeah. prosthetics and, like, a little bit of CGI. It's like a full CGI character. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get him, and that's maybe why they were like, okay, we're going to show him, but he's going to be in one episode for three scenes, <laughs> and that's all you're getting. <laughs> And I'd be okay with that. I'd just be really upset because his storyline is great and it's just such a cool character. He was kind of like the Chewbacca. Like, if you got to explore Chewbacca, just for Emily, because mm-hmm. she doesn't know his character. Like, if you got to explore Chewbacca more and, like, have him talk yeah. and have him around and, like, see his family and his history. Have some like character development. Have character development, exactly. Uh, so, and, so I'm really hoping we get a little more of him before the series is over. Also, we got How the How many episodes cats. are we getting, by the way? They gotta um, say an IMDb. Let me check. 
Um, but there's this weird. So okay, there's been a lot of again. This is we got to talk about what the fans are talking about. Oh my god, there's eight episodes. That's awesome. Um, I was worried we were only gonna get six. Uh, so there's this character Martok, who's like a a Marok, who's like a um, like a helmeted Sith guy or mm-hmm. something. Uh, so who is he, and what are your fan theories of who this character is? So I've read some of the theories. Right. I really don't think it's Ezra because if it is, that makes no sense. It That's makes stupid. no sense because that means that means Thrawn would be able to just come back instead of having to go through this elaborate thing. So if it or ends whatever. up being it's just Ezra, a, that's, a that's cop just out dumb. That is dumb out. as it comes. I'm gonna say he's just an Inquisitor. Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, not gonna be anything. It's with not gonna a cool be some ass like Black Knight helmet. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be some weird shock face. It's gonna be like, oh, he's just an Inquisitor. Okay, I'd be okay with that because I think it's just a cool design. This is what happens. Remember, Star Wars would make a cool character design, just be like one character, one off, and then the fans would love it so much, and they have to like make it into a character, and they always make it lamer than your imagination. So, speaking of character design, what is Ahsoka's species versus Hera, and why do they have head tentacles? Okay, um, (laughs) Hera is a twee twelek twelek. I'm gonna Twi- look this up. Twilight, something like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I, I remember seeing seeing those so, before. So Ahsoka's a Togruta. Yes, she's part of the Togruta species, hailing originally from the planet Shili, located in the expansion region of the galaxy. So uh, two, don't cancel me if I can't if I. Two two different species wrong. from two different places, um, but they both have tentacle heads. Interesting. Do they have like a purpose or? Um, I don't think they. I don't think they, <laughs> they go into it. I don't think they go into it. Okay. Um, just different. Twi'lek, 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 something um, like that. I know it sounds like a silly question, but it's like you know, all like human body parts have a reason, either a function or like a remnant or history. So I'm like, maybe they've done that for the planet that. <laughs> shocking. Here's a shocker. The planet that uh, Hera is from is very dry, like a desert almost. Is it now? <laughs> I don't know if that has something to do with it, but there, there, there it is. Another desert planet. Another <laughs> How desert many pl- can there but be? But Ahsoka's from a very wooded <laughs> planet, so. Okay. But by the way, Hera's storyline, like you, when we meet her in the Clone Wars, she's just like a kid who tr- has dreams of being a pilot, and like her whole uh, place gets overtaken by the Empire, and like she ends up having to be forced to be a rebel. Uh, because it's like her she's like a princess wasn't she like a princess or no i can't remember now yes but she was in, yes involved with the royal family whatever and she ends up just being like a space pirate like with these rebels it's such a cool storyline and she ends up getting you know like fulfilling her dream of becoming a pilot and she's like pilot. one of the best yeah. pilots in the galaxy it's really cool like i just love that storyline with her um lucas to go to go back to the other question about the um yes. the inquisitor guy uh, the one thing that I would think would be cool, and this is just slight, if it, if um, Sam Witwer, who has played Darth Maul, yeah. is actually that actor, it would be cool because in the video game Force Unleashed, I yeah. think it was, Force Unleashed, he yeah. plays a character called Star Killer, who is yeah, Darth Vader's apprentice. So you're saying the actor, but not the not the, not not no no. I would love well, for it to be the actor. Played by Paul not. Darnell for now. So unless there's like a crazy switch up, uh, I would <laughs> I would happen. love I yeah. would love for it to be Sam Witwer. Like they finally take it off in Sam Witwer, and it's like oh, but 
it would just be fun. I don't want it to be Starkiller, though, because that would be dumb. Yeah, agreed. Um, so one of my, uh, I'm not going to say complaints, but one of the things that was talking about the animated series that doesn't fully translate was when Ahsoka was, like, bouncing around on the, on their, when their ship was kind of, like, uh, stuck in space after its drives failed, whatever. And she, like, went outside and her suit was, like, doing all the gymnastics on the, and I was like, yeah, I remember them doing that kind of stuff when it was the animated series, and this just doesn't seem as cool. <laughs> it just oh. felt a little goofy to me that she was out. Then I feel lucky because I was like, this seems fine. But I did think oh, okay. it was kind of funny that, like, I know that they've, all, of course, they've got their own custom spacesuits that are suited for their bodies. Species. But I thought it was funny that, like, it was, like, shaped to her, like, head- headicles. <laughs> I don't know. I just found it, like. It, it didn't bother <laughs> me. Yeah, it was. It wasn't anything where I was like, "Oh, this is this is wrong," and it's taking me out of it. And it wasn't like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." I was just like, "All right, that sequence could have happened a little faster," but it didn't bother but me. But she enough. also, I was hoping she'd like jump off the ship and then like literally lightsaber ships in half. Like well, I was she expecting did the one. some. Did she? They kind of was a little anticlimactic. She, she like swiped it. it. Yeah, she winged it, and then it uh, spun I thought it off and exploded. Cooler. I thought she would have been like Jedi in that, like a rocket after them. Anyway, so I thought actually, it was a little I did have a bit of a complaint. Uh, so like, Ahsoka and Sabine, they they have like a Jedi Padawan relationship that is strange for reasons, um, and they had to like overcome that in the first in this first trio of episodes with the help of Hu Yang, who of course they would never get anything done without his tough love and sass. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I just feel like he gave them both, or he gave Sabine a pep talk, and then, like, Harris spoke to Ahsoka, and then they kind of, like, sort of met in the middle, and have they have, like, a, a bit of a tenuous piece, perhaps. I just feel like their relationship, like, seemed to heal very quickly. Like, I thought that, that their strife was going to be a bigger part of the plot, and maybe it still will be, but I just, like, feel like they haven't set up more fractures that they could be... I'm, I'm going back to the only reason why these two are trying to make this work is because there's a chance that they're going to get Ezra back. And that's the only reason why this is healed. Because Sabine knows, like, this is my chance to get him back. I, I want to be a, a part chance. of this. Exactly. So I'm going. And I think that's the reason why they healed quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I also uh, bring up another gripe? Uh, is that we got th- this incredible portrayal of um uh what the hell's her name from um andor uh the leader of the republic um, oh mon mothma mon mothma thank you i was oh there it is genevieve o'reilly we get the actress who shows up in a cameo to put for chancellor mon mothma and it's just like listen i know like leading a rebellion is not the same thing as running a boring government but, uh, man, she seems like she's going to be dropping the ball left, right, and center from now on. Because the Republic becomes a disaster. And it's not really, like, the character's fault or the actor's. But it just kind of sucks to watch it being like, oh, yeah, now, like, knowing the J.J. Abrams sequels. Like, this the Republic plot demands gonna, it. Yeah, the plot demands that you're, you're going to mess this all up and you're going to be a disaster. I'm hoping Filoni, this is the introduction, uh, the reintroduction of Thrawn is that, like, it's not like it's her fault. It's just that they're suddenly up against one of the best, you know, tacticians in the universe that ends up destroying what they were building or something. But it just feels a little bit like a letdown. Anyway, 
That's my Oh, right. hiring all of the ex-imperialists Imperials to keep business running as usual. That was a bad idea. No, no. They, yeah, they, but we should have done that in, the in Iraq. <laughs> they only care about the paycheck. They're not into that whole entire, for the for emperor. <laughs> Come on. Right away, no, you should the, be like, let's, let's be real. Though, to run, to run a, a, a system properly, there's a lot of people who have no political affiliation that are just like the deep state people who are like, listen, I show up, I do my job, I keep the things running. The okay, things Operation Paperclip. <laughs> I know that there's lots of people saying, like that. We should let Nazis into the room, but, you know. <laughs> it only takes They're a space few. Nazis. It's the same thing. It just takes one space Nazi. <laughs> You'd be amazed at what an effect just one space Nazi can have on a crowd. Oh, I, I believe it. I live in Idaho when I'm not on the oh, ship. No. I understand being surrounded by one Nazi, let alone a in, culture of oh, them. Boy. But, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Just to just to put out my my overall thoughts here, I'm I'm loving this so far. I'm really excited for more. I can't wait for more. Um, The two things that I can't wait for for a lot. There's going to be flashbacks with Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker that I'm looking forward to. And in those flashbacks or in modern day, we're going to see Captain Rex in the flesh. So I want to I can't wait to see Tamir uh, Morrison come out as Captain Rex. One of the best versions of him. The exactly. Best of it is the best yeah. version. It is 100%. the best. Let's just say. It. Let's just say it. Boba 100%. Fett can go suck a D. Um, is definitely the biggest uh, D. The whole bag of D's. <laughs> uh, this is the best version of that. Version. I'm still yes, not such you. a big Star Wars person, but I'm looking forward to seeing more. It. I think it really helps that David Tennant is in this. <laughs> Um, that's why pull you along yeah and just the droids have always been for me like the thing that that like my favorite part continually and um you know who yang and his wholly unnecessarily wholly unnecessary blinking function um (laughs) (laughs) and there to humanize it more uh no i'm with you emily the droids especially this series the droids are solid like and we We need more chopper more you haven't chopper. gotten all the chopper sure yet, coming. but he'll be there. But um, but it's like these are two characters that are some of my favorite droids now in this show, which is awesome. It I'm also helps that the this. style and the aesthetic of this show is a departure from our typical desert fair. So that's that's yes. helping a lot. So like, far, it's been gorgeous. I love the, the <laughs> so cinematography. The cinematography has been incredible. Like I, I was actually looking at people who grab stills from certain episodes, and I was like, damn, this show looks good. And you're right. It's been a really a, a, a beautiful like uh, a variety, right? Of cities I like all and the jungle. female characters too. Like, there's a nice yeah. It's like mostly female-led there. action show. I didn't even think oh. about that. Hopefully, they don't go to Dothmere because that's a desert planet. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, whatever planet that Ezra and uh, and Thrawn are Thrawn stranded on isn't a desert dude. planet. Because if so, <laughs> well, Bridget, it seems like you're enjoying it. Any. Any last words before we wrap this up? No, I, I'm, I am enjoying it. It's different, um, I think, than the other series. It already feels different, and I like that we are focusing a lot on Sabine because I think this makes it feel like okay, Ahsoka is totally separate from the Mandalorian, which is totally, which should have been totally separate from Boba Fett. So <laughs> that's all I gotta say on that. Yeah, I was a little uh, disappointed. We have five when episodes. They... Five episodes left. That's a lot of storytelling. That got my hopes up. Like, when I just noticed we have eight and not six, I was like, okay. Like, because I felt like, God, where are they going with this story? But if only three, that's okay. Like, they st- there's so much they can do in the next two episodes uh, just to set up the, the second half of the season, right? Or the next episode for the se- half the season. That's great. I'm, I'm, I think 
I, I think a lot of my concerns of how pa how it was paced in the beginning will, will be alleviated when I see what they're doing with it. This is not a theory, but this is something I'm hoping to manifest is that like it's a female led action story and like there's like they're all everyone's really cool in their own way and I feel like that's really hard to get right in a female led ensemble. And now the thing that would complete it is if there would be a queer romance. I'm just gonna <laughs> in Star Wars. I don't think you're gonna your see breath. a romance they in this They barely one. do romance in Star Wars. I don't, I don't think you're gonna see a romance in this one. I'm I love just gonna you. I know. That's the romance. <laughs> I'm just gonna pray butt. to Filoni and hope because they yeah. just there's such good fodder. I'm already picking up on chemistry and uh, I don't care if holding that breath. Him. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you because even like the the one place where any romance would might show up would be Sabine and Ezra, but at the end no. of Rebels, <laughs> no, Ezra is not straight. Ezra and Sabine had gone their way as like no we're just we're really good we're friends good. almost like brother and sister I refuse yeah. to believe that Sabine is straight I'm sorry <laughs> oh god I love it Whatever. Star Wars is the, the lamest there, there's not going to be any romance <laughs> no yeah you're right, right we'll see I don't know it. five episodes five episodes a lot can happen in five episodes I guess yeah, any parting thoughts? Excited for more. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Happy that there's five more episodes. Heck yeah. Four more episodes. Five more episodes? Five more episodes. Five. Nice. Uh, so that was our coverage of the beginning of Disney Plus's Ahsoka, episodes one through three. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you subscribe to The Verse wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, etc. And if you want to follow me, you can, Norm... You can follow me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm still calling it Twitter. At random underscore white guy. And if you want to follow me, Lucas Longer, you can follow me at Twitter at Luconian Logic or on Instagram at Luconian Logic. Discord. Uh, I'm going to start up the verse Discord soon. So I'll like let everybody have information on that on the next episode. There we go. Uh, if you want to find me, Bridget Brogan, you can find me on Instagram at Bridget Brogan 16. I've totally X'd out X. So there's that. <laughs> Completely well understand. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me, you can find me still hanging on to Twitter, uh, where you can uh, follow me at Emily U. And finally, there's our producer, Stephen Prusikowski, who was last seen jumping out of a window. Hope he parked his space car uh, where he thought that he did. You can be found on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram as at Filmsnork. <laughs> well there's our music thanks for listening keep sending in those questions and comments on our x page twitter it's twitter at the verse cast and we'll see you next time in the verse the verse is produced by steven puzikowski Ugh, I'm just so sick and tired of it. Tired. Someone keeps eating my jellied eels. I mean, not mine. 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 Uh, I mean, I'm wasting away here. Way here. Hey, Amelia. Uh, um, uh, I mean, hi. Gosh. Hi, Lucas. Uh, Lucas. I see you're uh, grabbing a late night snack. Not sure why, but whenever we do the verse news, it makes me so hungry. Wait. 
I thought you said you were tired and going to bed. What? No, I never said that. I mean, um, I mean, I must have. So, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Just super, super tired. Emilia. Ugh, yawn. Yawn. Nothing, nothing suspicious. Suspicious. It's just me, Emilia. Me, Emilia. That's great, but, uh, I heard you the first time. Are you sure you're feeling okay? <laughs> okay, now let me just go walk into this freezer here and chip myself some ice cubes of one of Norm's sculptures for my rum. Aha! Emilia too. I've caught you red-handed. I should have known it was you. Emilia, you have to get out of here. Out of here. I I will not. Okay, I'm not going to just stand by as you eat all of my jelly deals. Okay, no, seriously, you have to get you have to get out of here now. Here, here now. Okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait a second. Me eat all the jelly deals? I look, I did no such thing. No such thing. Just a few more chips off the old schnozola here. It is important to have just the right amount of ice. Well, it had to be you, Emilia, too, because nobody else in our ship has our exquisite taste in food. Okay, that is a very, it's a very good point, Emilia. Good point, Emilia. But I was not the one eating them. Eating them. Uh, right. Uh, Emilia, you have got to get out of here. Out of here. Why? What's going on? Rum ice. Thank you, Captain. And I'm ready to head off back to my pod. Oh, um, uh, Lucas. Hi. <sighs> Emilia, you should have told me. Oops. Oops. Good night, Emilia. And Emilia. Oh my god. Two Emilias? What the? Oh. <laughs> he passed out. What do we do? <laughs> What do we do? Do we do? Run! 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 I'll grab the jelly deals. And I'll grab the rum. The rum. Ugh. Stop that. Where are my glasses? Ouch, my head. I must have hit my head. I was seeing double. I thought I saw two Emilias. Huh? What was that? Norm, is that you? Where are those glasses? Oh, there they are. Let me get these on and see who the heck is making that noise. What the hell are you? Time to finish that sculpture. Hey, Lucas. I guess someone was hitting the rum stash. Whoa. Whoa. Who the f chipped off the face of my Captain America sculpture? Lucas!